like to read to you a news headline. Latest news of unrest in the city. Protests have been coming more regularly from around the city. Many people, both men and women, have been complaining against their fellow citizens. Some are saying, we have large families and we need food just to survive. Others are saying, we're having to mortgage our fields and businesses and homes just to get enough shopping to keep our families from starving. And others are saying, we're having to borrow money to pay the taxes and rates on our fields and businesses. Their argument is, we're all in this together, our children are just as good as theirs, yet here we are having to sell our children off into slavery, poor working conditions and minimum salaries. And we can't do anything about it because our fields and businesses are owned by somebody else. Now those words are actually from Nehemiah chapter 5. Now I adjusted them a little bit uh, to make them a bit more contemporary. But the story continues and uh, Nehemiah is is the writer. I got really angry when I heard these protests and complaints. After thinking it over, I called the local government officials together and made them answer the questions. I said, you're ill-treating your fellow citizens. We're supposed to be in this together. They said nothing. What could they say? Nehemiah continued, what you're doing is wrong. Since we got here from Persia, we have been giving loans and support to people, but you've been getting on board with this, except you're charging interest to make money for yourselves. This has to stop. Give back to the people their foreclosed fields, their vineyards, their olive groves and their homes right now and release your claims on their money, their grain, their new wine and their olive oil. The local officials said, we will give it all back. We won't make any more demands on them. We'll do everything you say. We're in this together. That's from Nehemiah chapter 5. Now if you give me a wee moment to relocate uh, to my study, we'll have a wee look at this for the next few minutes. Uh, Our theme today, as Chris has already shared with us, is the big society. And we're all in this together. And we've heard those words uh, before. And these themes that we've been picking up the last few weeks... We aren't inventing these themes, they're actually coming out of these chapters of the story of Nehemiah. And the idea of the big society is something that runs throughout scripture, of we're actually all in it together. Now there is a, there's a big landscape picture uh, going on through the Bible that, that this hints at today, this chapter. And it's this, that God has always had a desire and a plan to build a new community. Now we know that it went wrong in the very early days. But it's always been his plan to redeem it. And to rebuild it and reshape it. So that the end, the last chapter of the history of the world story that we haven't yet got to. Is the the complete redemption of everything. And it's described in Revelation as the new heaven and the new earth. But in the meantime. God has always desired To leave behind something that will display what this could look like. Could give hints to the people of this planet of what God's heart and desire is. And through the Old Testament we see that worked out through the life of a family. Abraham and Sarah and their descendants. And they were called to live this out. 
it grew into what eventually became a nation and a, a, a land, a community, a society. And it was based around uh, a law that God gave to them, the Ten Commandments, that were not supposed to be restrictive. They were supposed to be enlivening and liberating about respect for family and parents and children and property and one another and for God. And the whole thing was meant to be a living example uh, to the world of what God's like and of what his hopes and dreams are for humankind. And Nehemiah, I think, has captured this. So when Jerusalem and this community of people are, are in rubble and destroyed and the whole thing is scattered and broken, it's not the living example that it's meant to be. So when Nehemiah comes back, I think it's deep in his heart that he isn't just building a city they're not just building walls and streets and marketplaces and everything, but they're trying to rebuild this community that is a living example of what God's heart is. So in this chapter 5 that we read today, Nehemiah realises that there's no point in building the infrastructure of a city and a community if the community itself is broken. So he finds in Jerusalem, among these very people who are working together to rebuild this, there is huge inequality. And some people are using the situation to make money out of the others. And in some ways are abusing the whole situation. And Nehemiah rightly realises this can't be how it's meant to be. It is meant to be a big society, all in it together. And therefore he stops the building work. And says we have to address this. There is no point in us having a rebuilt city if we haven't got a rebuilt community. And they start to put these things right. Now, Jesus Christ came to show us what God is truly like in the most perfect way possible. And we even know, we know that even in Jerusalem, we know the story of Jesus turning over the tables in the temple. Because he realises there is no way to describe what God is like to the world if God's people are still living with these inequalities and these injustices. So in the heart of Jerusalem, Jesus overturns the tables of the money changers. 20 centuries beyond that, the church is still called to be that living example of what God's community is meant to be like, what God's family is like. Now in a few minutes we're going to have our prayers and today uh, we've recorded our prayers from the Larder and from All Nations Ministries. And these are people operating within our very own city here. And they're operating as part of the family of God to try to bring um, these equalities and these opportunities to other people and some of the poorest people in our city. So we're thankful to them today for leading us in our prayers and reminding us of some of the inequalities even in our own city, even in our own community here in Beaver. So as part of wanting to be God's family, I want us to respond to this chapter today. And we'll respond to it in the couple of weeks that lie ahead. But the response to this has to be with our lives forever. As a church and as people. That we wanted to meet the need of people who are most who are most living in who are living in the most difficult of circumstances, but we also want to be working to see if we can change the circumstances that bring these things about. 
So anyway, in response to this here in Beaver, we're in harvest month. I want to ask you to do two things in the next couple of weeks. We're going to send out to you, because we can't do harvest the way we've normally done it. We're going to send out to you in the post, or possibly delivered through your letterboxes, we're going to send you out some thank you cards, little postcards that say thank you on them. And what we would like you to do is to have a wee think about this big society that we're in. We're all in it together. Um, who has helped us? In the last months, could be carers or family or school teachers or doctors or NHS or bus drivers or shop owners or plumbers or anybody at all who in some ways has helped us. I want you to think, could you use this card as a thank you to them? You can write a wee note on the back of it and put your name on it and in some way get it to them, deliver it to a shop or drop it through a letterbox of a neighbour or whatever. And let's spread a, a, a wave of thanksgiving out into our community of people who have realised that others have helped us. But let's also try to help some others. So I have uh, told the All Nations Ministry folks over in North Belfast, David Maganda and Hudson Kayunda and their families and lots of other people who are working over there among asylum seekers and refugees some of the poorest people in our city, that we're going to have a collection for them. And the easiest way to do this is just do it financially, with money. And they can buy those people the sorts of things that they need and can help to set up training and seminars and other things to help uh, address some of the reasons why people are in poverty as well. So uh, you'll be able to... Um, Make donations in all the usual ways. We'll, we'll make sure there's some information out there about how you can do that. But in the same way that we've helped people in other 